Hi, it's Kongin. And today we're going to talk about a little bit something spooky, something paranormal. Now, back then, I used to be a curious kid, you know, 16, 17, bored, nothing to do, wanted to experience some thrills in life. So one night, me and nine other friends, now, I'm not going to name all of them. There's just three to this story. We got Ben, we got Daniel, and we got Jane. Now, that night, around 2 to 3 a.m., we were thinking, there's so many of us, but we don't know what to do, right? We're still, places were closed, we just ate, we had really nowhere to go. So one of us had the bright idea. He said, hey, what if we go and explore, you know, a little creepy place? You know, make things fun. We've never done that before. All of us are game. And we started looking for places. Now, the place we went to is this little, if I remember correctly, HDB flats. They are abandoned. They're locked up. The stairs are gated up and everything. And there's nothing around. These flats are isolated. Nothing but grass around, right? So, we went over to the flat and just, okay, Let's start our prayers. Let's start, you know, our rituals. We had multiple different races there, multiple different religions. So we had like, you know, 10 people standing there just kind of praying in different different ways. But here's the catch. One of our friends, they, let's say Ben. Ben decided that he wasn't buying any of this. He didn't care about what was going to happen. He wasn't scared. He was this macho guy, right? And I think he had a little crush on somebody in the group. So what he decided to do was, we were all praying at the bus stop, uh, directly opposite these flats. He went to the edge of the bus stop and yelled out, like in a loud voice, Hey, I'm not scared of you. Don't mess with us. We're coming in. And we were like, Hey, 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 Ben. Chill, man, chill, man. Don't do anything stupid. He looked at us and he just shrugged it off. Ah, you guys are just cowards, man. Come on. There's nothing here. Even if there were, they're not going to do anything to us. Right? They're weak. Oh, that was something that he would regret later on. So, we got our prayers and off we went. We kind of paired together. Now, Jane... Jane seemed to have the third eye, according to her, according to the rest of the friends. She could see stuff, and I was, let's just say, the person they counted on in this kind of things. So they paired me and Jane up. We walked together. We had like, like a little formation going on. We were kids, right? We were just wanted to have fun. A little military formation where there were like four in front, two at the sides, either side, and some at the back. And me and Jane were walking in the center, you know, next to each other. Now, before we continue, let me explain a little bit about how, how my relationship with Jane is. This will prove important later. Now, Jane and I are friends. By all means, we're good friends, close. We have a little family thing with other, um, other friends going on. She's my, in the friends family, so to speak, my niece. So we're pretty on good terms. But, remember... This is something important about Jane. She is not comfortable with physical contact. We do not hug, uh, even for greetings. We don't even really shake hands, right? And we keep uh, quite a distance from each other. 
So we were walking next to each other, just you know, kind of just chatting, looking around. The HDBs were abandoned. The walls were like stained, cracked up. Interestingly enough, though, the gates that were blocking these stairs were quite fresh, quite new for some reason. So I have no idea. Maybe they're trying to uh, bring it down soon. They're trying to avoid people from going up. Maybe there's been too many cases of people trying to access these buildings. So we were, we couldn't really go up or anything. So we we're just kind of walking around. And now this is when um, Ben and a couple of his friends started monkeying around, right? Because we went in, we didn't see much. So they started trying to bang on the gates, right? Cause a ruckus. Shouting obscenities, uh, challenging whatever was there to come out and get them. They were swinging on the goddamn poles, come on, man. That was just, it was just stupid, honestly. Suddenly, I feel a grip on my hand, on my arm. And I look to my left, where Jane was. With her hair covering her face, she wasn't facing me or anything. But she grabbed onto my arm. Now at the time, I didn't find that weird. I just thought, maybe she's scared. Maybe she's worried. I don't know. I didn't really think much of it. So we continued walking around. We turned the corner and went over to the next flat. Now, at this point, Jane started giggling. For some odd reason. Nobody else could hear it, just me. I was right next to her, and she still had this grip on my arm. I looked at her and I was a bit worried, so I called, Jane, you good? She did not respond. I called for her again, and this time I started to notice something wrong. Now, at this point, I'm not afraid to say, I panicked a little, a little bit. I tried to yank my arm away from her, but for the life of me, I could not budge at all. Not even an inch. I called for my friends to stop. Something's wrong. We're in trouble. I kept trying to pull away. Nothing happened. And when finally everybody gathered around, Jane looked up. She had a grin from ear to ear, just staring wide-eyed, unblinking at us. All the while, giggling softly. Now, you might think maybe she's a clown, jokester, jester. No, she's quite a serious person. She doesn't joke around. She's not, you know, the, the group clown or the class clown or nothing. No. There she was just standing there in the dark, rather dimly lit area, just staring. Not particularly at anyone, not even at me, even though I'm trying to pull my arm away. No. Stares forward, giggling. And then she started breaking out into a hysterical laughter. It was high-pitched, crazy. We had no idea what to do. There was a Muslim man in our group, Daniel. He managed to help me get her hand off me. But this is where it got worse. She started screaming at us. Growling, screaming, clawing. And at this point, everybody was obviously freaked out. We've had form a circle by that point around her. And she started lashing, swinging at us. Daniel, who I assume in a fit of panic or like just, just actually being scared, he tried to, let's just say, intimidate 
whatever was, you know, within her. Whatever had apparently possessed Jane. He walked up in his, I would say, manliest voice, I don't know, shouted at her, Hey, that's enough. Stop joking around. She stopped for a while and we thought, hey, maybe she's playing a prank. But no. She turned slowly towards his direction and full-on charged towards the guy, quite literally leaping onto him. Now, at this point, everyone was panicked. He was trying to hold her off and he was... He seemed to be losing. Mind you, this guy is uh, quite a unit. He's built quite like a unit. <laughs> I stepped in, I pulled it off and couldn't figure out what was going on, right? It hadn't clicked for some reason. When, when you think back on it, it's quite obvious, but at that point of time, it did not click to me that something was in her. She started clawing at me, scratching. I tried to hoist her over my shoulders. And she basically scratched out the, the back of my ears. I started bleeding. When I tried to hold her in a bridal carry, she arced her back up. I almost lost grip of her. But eventually, we managed to bring her out. We managed to just force her out. I lifted her over my shoulder. She was kicking, screaming. We got back to the original bus stop. That was when we saw a sort of racial harmony. We saw four different religions praying over her, trying to get her to safety. All the while, we were trying to drag her away from the flats. Now, the interesting here, thing here, or the funny thing here, is that Ben, who you guys remember that I said, started bad-mouthing the spirits there was on the knees by the roadside begging for forgiveness because he realised he really messed up. We brought a few blocks away and for some reason, her eyes kept rolling back to the direction of the flats. Now, you might think maybe if she's acting, you know, she would know which direction, but no, we took many twists and turns and most of the time she was unconscious on our backs. But eventually... Around, this would say, I would say 5 to 6 a.m. We got her out of the area completely and she just passed out. About an hour later, she came to and we brought her to the temple. Well, I didn't really go in, but as far as my friends said, they performed a sort of ritual on her. Now, here's the creepy part. We went over to breakfast after that and she told us what had happened just before she blacked out. Apparently, she saw somebody on the top floor of the stairwell. Now, the building was structured in a way that the staircase is visible from the outside. It's on the extreme left and, left and right of the buildings. So you could kind of see the stairs leading all the way up and, you know, whoever's in there. So she said that apparently, as we were going in, as Ben finished his last, you know, rude remark, she saw a guy just standing there. She couldn't really make out the details because it's, you know, quite far, but it was on the top floor. And he was just, in her words, staring menacingly at us. I mean, I don't know how she could have seen the facial features, but she says menacing, so let's just take it as that. And then she heard a boom in her voice, in her, in her head, a booming voice. In Chinese, I believe. You messed with us, your friend disrespected us, now we're going to teach you a lesson. And that's the last thing she remembered before she blacked out. This was about halfway in. Upon hearing that, my friend, all my friends went pale. Ben, if there were a colour or a term for something more P 
pale than pale. He was he was definitely that. He eyes agape, mouth and the lips pressing against each other. He couldn't speak for a couple of minutes. But anyway, we managed to get her done and done. But the funny thing is, even though that breakfast, she seemed fine, okay? I didn't see her for a couple of weeks. And she was normal for a while, but you could tell something had changed inside her. She became more withdrawn. She became quiet, just not as outgoing as she used to be for a good period of time. So, but after all, she, I mean, she got better, she, you know, she, she ended up hanging out with us more and all that. But, you know, guys, spooky things happen to those that do not respect what they should respect. And take it from me, do not mess with things that you should not mess with. This is Bikong, and I'll see you next time.